Okay, I haven't done a review in this style where I am driving to a location whilst I talk about a video game, but I decided I would do this right now because I haven't put out something in a bit, and yeah, yeah, this is going to be a little more, or a lot more, actually completely improvised. Didn't expect this game to kind of jump up on me, but it has, and it has latched on to me like a lamprey, for sure. It's, it's, oh boy, it, it, it is Forza Horizon 4. So welcome everybody to FGOGR. That's what I'm just going to call this. I got game reviews, I got opinions, I got stories, and well, this is kind of all of those rolled into one because Forza Horizon 4 has definitely given me quite a ride. And yes, that is a pun that I've been using because, man, this is a good game. This is a very, 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 very well put together game. I am wholeheartedly impressed with Forza Horizon 4. It is... It's it's giving me that racing game, like it's it's scratching that racing game itch that I get every once in a while, where I just want to play a not completely realistic sim type of racing game, more of the arcadey type of stuff, stuff that's a little more out there, a little more wacky, a little more, or and a lot less serious than a normal, well, let's say Forza. A normal Forza game is more of a sim game, or Gran Turismo, and is more of a sim experience, or an F1 game as well. Those are all sim experiences. And really, I'm just not, I'm not that deep into cars. Honestly, I'm not. I can hardly tell the difference between my car and this model of the car from two years ago. I don't know any of that stuff. I don't know anything about the changes and everything like that. I just see what's what's outside, and then I see what's what's inside of the where I'm sitting at, and and that's it. There's not much else. I'm not really breaking down the 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 speed and the chassis and whatever of the car i'm just I'm just not the tires i can't i can't do that i'm, I'm just as long as it as long as it doesn't break down and it, and it goes and, and it's all fine by me it's all fine by me but yeah forza horizon 4 this this game I, i've been playing it as part of xbox game pass on my gaming pc that's what i'm currently going on right now as of this review Right now, I don't have my Nintendo Switch. I sent it in for repairs. Something's gone on with the fan that it's it's busted. So the Switch is overheating. And I just needed to send it in for repairs. It's basically four years old now. And I've used it quite a lot. So I guess it was time for it to get repaired. And... Let's see, my well, the three, my 3DS didn't need any sort of repairs at all, but my DS Lite did a long, long time ago. And my Wii actually went in for repairs as well, but uh, I've been pretty good with my, my Nintendo consoles as far as repairs. And they usually send it back to me. It's not really, no, no real big issues. It's more just like a button is not working or... And I've had the Joy-Con drift. That's happened a couple times now with both of my my sets of Joy-Cons. So I actually have to send one in right now. And it's, it's, it is what it is. Although using Contact Cleaner, as my buddy Charles does on my, on my other podcast, Sports Goose, his suggestion is actually working out quite well. Quite well indeed. So Forza Horizon 4... It's about 12 and a half hours long for the main story. Essentially, the main story for me is 
they have these the, the challenges is just those challenges that they have and and then you have the I guess there's there's some chapters like there's some actual storylines so that does take time and and it takes a lot more time than you would think so I I, I can see why that is only 12 and a half hours long for a completionist though oh man this game is 111 hours long my buddy Doug he's he's played this he on his uh, right now it's available for Xbox One, Xbox Series X and S, and the PC. I played the PC version. Doug has played that Forza Horizon 4 on the on his Xbox One and, and now he's transferred over to his, his Series X. And I, I for him he's used that game as sort of his decompression game where he gets done with work, he works from home, he gets done with work, he logs off his computer, sits down on his couch, puts on a podcast, and just drives. And he's got an actual race wheel, a racing wheel for for his Xbox, and, and he just drives. He just has a relaxing drive, because he can't really do it here. <laughs> I don't know if there's such a thing as a relaxing drive in, in Miami, Florida, but he does have it in Horizon 4, for sure. And I can see why he's hooked on it. As of right now, I don't... I probably have around 30-plus hours in the game now at this point, maybe even more. And it just flies by. And I'm going to make a lot of comparisons between this game and Need for Speed Most Wanted, which I've done review for. You can listen to that on this podcast. I'm going to make a lot of comparisons to that game because there are a lot of similarities between the two. There, there just are. There's a lot of similarities. There's, there's some, some things that are different, but for the most part, the the, the basic concept of an open world racing game they follow the same template they, they really do now Forza Horizon 4 released back in 2018 so it's about almost yeah almost three years old now three almost three years exactly to the date of that release and It really is a great-looking video game. I'm going to talk about the visuals to start out. So Microsoft, this is their franchise. They, they publish it. They, it's developed by Playground Games. And they do a fantastic job with the graphics. So the game is set in the United Kingdom, really. It's, it's the United Kingdom. So if, if nobody's ever played a... Forza Horizon game, they usually pick a country to kind of get a setting for the game. And the open world that they developed for this game is kind of like a a small version of bits and pieces of, of that country that they, they feel like is, is kind of how much I'm saying this is, I guess, representative of that country in a way, maybe not completely exactly, but, but it's a lot of things that do stand out. And it's funny when you look at the entire map of, of Forza Horizon, they use real world locations to inspire the, the map. So, for example, there's a city called Edinburgh in, in England and, and, or in London, or not in London, in the United Kingdom. I don't know if it's exactly in England itself, because you know, there's England, there's Scotland, there's Wales, you know, all that stuff. But it is a real city. And this game actually takes a portion of that city and... It's a copying, pasting that portion of the city onto the map. 
there's like this dam that the, that's that's a part of somewhere in the United Kingdom, and when I looked up the exact dam or a reservoir or what have you, it's a real location. They just kind of flipped it upside down in Forza Horizon 4. It's it's really really quite interesting how they did that. So there's there's beach sides, there's cities, there's mountains, there's big giant fields and farms and hills and it, it, and little towns and there, there's a little bit of everything. The, the really the only thing that's missing is like a big giant city kind of like a with skyscrapers and things like that, but I've never, I don't really think of that when I think of the United Kingdom. So that it might actually just be more representative of that. They didn't just put London in there because I think London in and of itself could just be a area. So they didn't want to do that. They just picked a, a smaller city, but it is very, very good looking game. I mean, wow. Wow, did they do fantastic on the visuals with this one. The the thumbnail, for, for some people, for some podcast apps, you'll, you, uh, and that's Master Chief, who's, who's giving me directions to my, my place right now. Kind of, I'm, I'm really, I'm on a big Xbox kick right now. And I'm, I'm discovering a lot that I have not experienced and it's really in part due to me getting Xbox Game Pass. I've already reviewed Halo. You can listen to that as, as part of this. But yes, it is. It, it has been a, a great experience discovering these other games outside of the Nintendo realm or the Sega realm. Because that's basically been my bread and butter for my entire video gaming career, if you want to call it a career, it's not really a career, but uh, my entire video gaming experience, for sure. Ah, screw it. Sorry, I'm, I'm driving at the same time, and I'm trying to make sure... I don't replicate what I see in Forza Horizon 4. Anyways, yeah, the, the visual is fantastic. Fantastic with regards to the just the environment alone. The environment alone is great. You, you've got four seasons in this game. So it goes through the four seasons. You're in an area that does experience four seasons. It's not like they set this place in Florida and you only really experience two seasons. <laughs> so... Uh, hot and normal, but you, the game functions by switching between the seasons. I, I don't know what exactly the rotation is between the four seasons. It's, it's, it really is uh, like a time thing. I think it, it might be every two weeks possibly, where they switch seasons. But you go through spring, you go through winter, summer, and fall. And with each of those changes comes changes in the condition of, well, the area and the roads. And and so when it's winter, guess what? You're going to have a lot of icy or snowy roads, and that's going to affect how you drive, and it's going to affect your choice of cars, and it's going to affect your your customization of your cars as well. That, that there's there's a lot within, within that, but I'm kind of veering off course. Yes, there's going to be some more racing and driving puns here, but uh, veering off course from what I was talking about with regards to the visuals, uh, the thumbnail of this podcast, if you can see it, depending on your app, will show you a screenshot that I took from the game. This game actually has a photo mode, a photo feature, a camera mode, where it'll pause where you're at, and you can use the camera, and it's very, it's it's very, uh, it's, it's, a, it's a very free camera. It's, it can go pretty high, pretty low, and 
uh, far and, and near to your vehicle so you can get pretty darn good shots as zooms, you can change focus, you can change shutter speed, you can have different effects, lighting effects, what have you to kind of get a great shot. And it really, they wouldn't put this feature in there if they didn't believe that this game was that good looking. Because it is that good looking. It is absolutely, positively a joy, a treat, a visual treat to see. And really, on my PC, because I play this in 4K. I play this in 4K, native 4K. It is, gosh, I think as of this review, it probably is the best looking video game that I have right now. I have Microsoft Flight Simulator, but that game, it's alone, takes a ton of power just to run. But because of the way that they've structured the world and all that stuff, really the most you're going to get out of with regards to realism is the aircraft. Whereas in Forza Horizon 4, it's really the entire game. Yes, they will cut corners in some areas, especially there's very few human beings that you see in the game. But you can clearly tell that they're not the focus, so they're not the most detailed people in the world. They're just generic-looking human being. And you actually make your own avatar character in this game. You don't use the Xbox avatars that you had in the 360s, which would have been, I guess, a cool feature, but doesn't match the visual style of the game. So they kind of give you some generic presets. You choose one of them. And then you can customize their clothing from there on out. And that's really the most you can get out of customizing your own human being. And the, the visuals for the human being are actually pretty pretty good as well. Because I, I took a photo of my actual human being self in the game, my avatar. And even the textures of the shirt that I was wearing, you could see threading. You can see that, that sort of texture on the on the shirts and they didn't have to do that it really did not have to do that at all so that was that's that's the kind of touch that you will see the polish that you will see with this game that that playground games has done to make this an absolutely amazing experience Visually, just visually, this just gosh darn it, just and and there and it doesn't just. I, I haven't even talked about the cars. I haven't even talked about the cars. Every single car in this game, and honestly, I think racing video games, with regards to the models of, they, they've kind of always been, on the cutting edge of realism. In video games. I, I don't think I'm wrong about that. I, I believe ever since the the era of the, the Sega Dreamcast, the PlayStation 2, the Nintendo GameCube, the Xbox, the original Microsoft Xbox, and, and I guess that era of, of PC gaming, since then, racing video games, car models have been the pinnacle of realism. They, they, and it's really not hard to see why. You have a set amount of polygons and, and things like that, but cars are pretty set in their rendering. And you just, you make a well-made model within the limits of, of your, your system Make sure the lighting is okay, reflections are fine, and, and you and you have a good game. Like Need for Speed Underground 2. That's a darn good-looking video game for its day, especially. And I, I would say uh, Gran Turismo was always pushing the limits way back when with regards to how cars just looked 
real, 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 real with the effects and, and just the models. And the advent of HD only made that even better. And now we're getting to 4K and, and the vehicles that I see are are just... They're, they're better than real life, really. Because these cars just look perfect. They just look perfect. It looks better than real life with regards to the models because it's it's, it's not real. They're so good looking that it's like, it's it's uncanny. It's uncanny. You got to get into the uncanny valley. Like, whoa, what is going on here? Yeah, that's, that's not real. That's too good looking with regards to the vehicles. And... The variety of vehicles here, there are 750, I think either 52 or 54 cars to collect in this game. 750 plus cars. You're not going to drive all of them. You're just not. I mean, some people have. There might even be an achievement for that. I don't know. There's achievements in this game, by the way. Is your uh, on the Xbox, you have the achievements. So on the Series X, the one and PC. And you, you can do stuff and, and get that and give yourself some of that. Get that gamer score up and give yourself some a bit of street cred, for sure. Yes, more and more, more driving puns there. But it's a ridiculous amount of cars and they've rendered them all and they all look amazing. They all looked amazing. And I had mentioned before that the cars look perfect, right? That this looks almost, it's, it's, it's uncanny. It's, it's, it's too good. Well, guess what? This game also has a lot of, this, an air of realism with regards to the damage to your car. Not completely, though. Remember, this is more of an arcadey experience. This isn't burnout where cars just absolutely get destroyed. But this game, if you get hit, you crash into something, it'll you will see the dents. You you'll see the scratches on your car. You 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 go into a muddy muddy area. You'll see the mud get caked up onto your car. You. You get into a, you 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 go through a field of flowers and you'll see a ton of pollen on top of your hood. You, it starts raining. You'll see the rain on top of your hood. You sit idle with your car in the middle of the snow, and snow will start to accumulate on top of your car. The game has all of those visual effects, and it presents it in such a great way that it's. You can't help but just smile at how how visually impressive this game is. Wow. Just wow. Oh, man. And, and I've gone on long for this. This this has been, we're almost we're reaching, what, like about 15 minutes of me just going on the visuals. But that's, that's how, that's really the game's on. I mean, you get the a lot of people have the, the sensation of racing. That's that's cool and all, but for a lot of people, it, it kind of the visuals really add to that sensation. Good racing video games, good looking ones, especially when they're good looking. They just they really immerse you in the experience. A game, a racing game with a great visual art style will absolutely hook you. It hooked me with Need for Speed. Most most of the Need for Speed games, especially on like the, the higher-end console, because we had the Wii days, and they had Need for Speed games on the Wii, but they didn't look. And they, 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 they weren't really pushing a lot of the visuals in most of those games. A lot of them were just cheap, get them out the door and type of experiences. But HD era consoles, latest ones with the Xbox One and the PS4, and now the these that are here with the Series X, S, and, and PlayStation 5, it's going to be crazy 
to see what Forza 8, well, Forza Horizon 5 is about to come up this year. So we're going to get our first glimpse of it coming soon. And then Gran Turismo will follow. And I'm assuming Microsoft is going to be working on a, a dedicated Forza 8 shortly. Well, not shortly, but afterwards. But visuals really do make a huge difference. Look at Mario Kart 8. Mario Kart 8 was the first was the first Mario Kart to actually push its visuals over just the gameplay. I mean, I mean not over the gameplay style, but make its visuals on par with the fantastic gameplay of a Mario Kart game. And Mario Kart 8 Deluxe perfected everything. Because Mario Kart Wii wasn't a good-looking video game. I will wholeheartedly admit, Mario Kart Wii was not not, not the best-looking game on the Wii. It was actually... And it wasn't a great-looking game. Not Neither was Mario Kart 7. Mario Kart on the DS also... I think that was more of the fact that they were able to pull it off on a handheld... But it wasn't a great-looking DS game in comparison to other things that were on the system. But ran at 60 frames per second, I think. I think. So that's what they wanted to do, or at least higher than 30 on the DS. That was that was, that was a big deal. Um, I think. I'm, I might be wrong about that. Anyways, that's, that's visual presentation. This game uh, on my PC runs 60 frames per second, 4K. Fantastic! If you if you got them, if you got the if you got the specs on a PC, crank them up and enjoy the ride. More more racing puns, people. More driving puns. Enjoy the ride because wow, wow. Oh. All right. Well, <laughs> where do I go from here? Well, I guess I can go with more about the premise of the game. You're in the Forza Horizon Festival. That's kind of the big deal with this. So there's a a Forza... Like, the festival has, like, a hub where... The game kind of centers around this fictional car racing festival, a celebration of vehicles and, and racing. And people come from all over the world and and go to, to party and, and just enjoy the countryside and and the cities and of of the United K of the UK and enjoy all the great vehicles that are being brought and, and shown off. So that's the that's the premise of the game. And from there you've got all the challenges and racing games are known for just the sheer amount of content in the game. And this game, it has DLC. There is DLC. There's there's a there's a DLC expansion pack called Fortune Island. I have not played it. I, I don't know if I will buy it, but my buddy Doug has played it and, and bought it. So he's enjoyed that. And then there's a Lego sponsored DLC where You'll be driving Lego cars in a Lego world. So there's that. But the base game in and of itself has so much in it. I mean, this is one of those games where I feel like if you bought Forza Horizon 5, these are the type of types of games where you can... Just play that. You don't need any other racing game. You can try and 100% that game, and it'll last you until the next, the next, the next game. Wow, that freaked me out with regards to the windshields. That just just popped up on me. Um, that's that's the the just okay. So I'm trying to make sure I can compartmentalize all the things in this game. So you have 
once more, this is kind of like the style of, of Need for Speed Most Wanted. And Need for Speed Most Wanted, there are a bunch of billboards around the area and a bunch of gates and stuff. And you can basically, part of the challenge was to try and destroy gates and and find things and, and destroy billboards. And it was part of the experience uh, of the world. And here you have these, you have signs, you have influence signs. So part of the game is that you earn influence. And when you earn influence, your level rises, you level up. And by leveling up, you get better chances at better vehicles. And and you have in-game credits that you earn from racing. And and the more, the higher the difficulty you set for yourself in the game, because there's easy, there's medium, there's hard. The higher the difficulty you set, the more you earn with regards to credits and an influence so it'll help you level up faster and then there's a point where you can roll over your level up you level up so much that you'll roll over back to level one and do it all over again so that's that's part of the thing that keeps you coming back um, with with our, this game really is it's it's almost a lifestyle game you come in and and you, you play and you play and you keep doing things. So if you're if you if you're looking for a racing experience that gives you that, and I can see why Doug used that as his decompression thing. It's perfectly tailor-made for that. I, I have to say. Uh, there's signs all over the place, and you, you hit the signs, you can earn influence. There are certain signs that are for fast travel. There's about 50 of them. You get all 50, you can fast travel to any part of the map without any consequence. You have homes. You can buy different homes, and essentially the home will be your hub. Uh, When you start out the game, every time you leave and then you start over, you'll start out from your hub, which you can buy different. There's multiple homes in different areas of of the map. And you can choose which one you want to be your hub. And certain homes are more expensive than others. One of the homes specifically gives you the ability to fast travel, but it will, it'll charge you credits, in-game money for you to, to use. Now, the game... There is microtransactions in this game. And so it's not completely devoid of that. But this is one of those games where I feel like they don't throw it in your face at all. Like, with regards to the map, you can purchase the treasure map, quote-unquote, and you will... And you will... Basically, it'll unlock, or not really unlock, but it'll reveal everything that's on the map of the game. So you can find everything easily, find all the challenges easily. It'll just, you know, just go for it from the get-go. But I don't feel a need to do that. Really, there is no need for it. In fact, there's a way to circumvent that. If you play with a friend online and that friend has played more than you and has unlocked other things more than you, they can kind of direct you to everything that's in the game. Uh, case in point, me and Doug are playing. There, there's these other things called barn finds. Barn finds are, there's, there's I think there's 15, 15 hidden cars in the game. At a certain point, depending on how much you level up and you progress through the challenges of the game, It'll present you with a barn find where they'll circle an area of the map. And somewhere in that area, there is a barn which has a secret car in it. If you find it, then the car's all busted up. And if you find it, uh, you'll take it in and the game will fix it up for you after a certain time. Eventually, at some point, the car will be made available for you to play. And I was, I, I hadn't looked for the barns. I hadn't find, I hadn't found a single one. And Doug was like, oh, I can help you find them. And so Doug had already found all of them and they're already marked on his map. So he just, 
led me right to them. So there's ways to circumvent that type of stuff if you play with a friend. That's that's kind of the 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 way to do that. But part of the game is it's that sense of discovery. It's the same type of thing that I found in Need for Speed. And also, you can just look online as well for an in-game map. So it's it's kind of pointless to kind of pay for it when you can probably look it up online and somebody who probably already has everything unlocked and ready for you to just look on your phone or your tablet or your computer. So there's that, but... Uh, there's the story missions where you'll you'll go through you go to a certain area and they'll have a storyline, a brief one. It's not really there's there's no real cutscenes or anything like that. They just kind of give you a challenge that's centered around a certain theme, and you go through them. There's ten challenges to each one of them, and that's it. Now, one of the great, there's, there's a great challenge in the game that's based on video game racing history where they reference old video games, old racing video games from the past, especially a lot of Sega ones that I used to play. I was very, really happy to, to hear that. Uh, and you get to play cars that, that that were in those Sega games. That that was pretty cool. There's there's also there's there's drag racing, there's some drag racing missions, there's drift missions, there's drift zones where you'll get certain zones, there's speed traps, there's speed zones, there's I think uh What's it? Warning zones or something where you just basically you go go off a ramp and make a huge jump. So there's there's all kinds of things like that to kind of, to really make just it sucks up your time, but it's so enjoyable. The cars handle amazing, and each car handles differently, of course. And depending on the area that you're in. You're going to need the necessary car for it. You might need a car that's better at off-roading. You might need a car that's... You might need a supercar that just goes fast. You might just need a car that just has great wheels. There's all types of challenges and things to do in the game. You have normal racing. You have um, rally type of racings. We're basically in the, in the dirt and stuff like that. You have stunt racing. You have skills, multipliers to try and do tricks and, and things like that and, and try and get a skill chain going and it'll, it'll multiply your, your, your points and those points will uh, allow you to get perks, skill perks, which will help you upgrade your car. I, I can go on and on and I feel like I am because I'm, I'm, I'm 30 almost 40 minutes into this review and I haven't stopped talking. <laughs> there's, there's so much. There's just so much in this game. I I guess we can go on to the sound because the sound, good. They have an in-game radio They and, and there's a lot of songs in this game, it's, there's not really anything, I mean, for me, that's not like pop culture, but they've got a lot of great indie artists and bands that are that are featured in this game. And then there's one that, there's especially one that was really, really good, and I added that to my Spotify playlist for sure. So, a lot of great music there, and we got classical music as well. If you want to listen to that in game as well, and, and sound is good. Each car sounds different. Uh, this, this is just sounds great. What can you say? You're driving snow and things are you're screeching and all that stuff. I really can't fault any of that stuff. I mean, it's it's just good. It's just good, and. Uh, my buddy Doug, who plays with, if you play this game with headphones, you'll definitely hear it a lot better. I, 
I play it, hearing it through my TV speakers, it sounds good to me. It, it's all right. To, <laughs> I don't really, the sound portions of all my, my game reviews is always very, very not so detailed. I'm not great with describing music. There's some games that the soundtrack is just more memorable to me than others. And you'll know it when I arrive to those games. But yeah, sounds good. Sounds great. Sounds great. Now, multiplayer. This game has online multiplayer. Essentially, there's a thing called Horizon Life. At a certain point in the game... It's it's very early on. You basically have to play maybe about an hour in. You'll unlock online multiplayer. It's basically so you can get you get used to the game itself, and then they'll let just you know set you free onto the open world uh, of the internet. And there's regular ranked matches for different things, drag racing, that type of stuff. They have this thing called the Eliminator, which is essentially I guess a battle royale. It's it's basically a battle royale mode where you drive around, you try and survive. There's a, a circle. You have to stay within the circle. The circle gets smaller as you challenge other people. Once you meet somebody there, they'll honk at you. They'll challenge you to a race, and you basically have to race to a certain point that's designated on the GPS and in-game. Yes, there is an in-game GPS to help you... Uh, you can set a waypoint with the in-game GPS and it'll, and it'll lead you to where you want to go. But uh, with this, it'll just randomly choose an area. You drive, whoever gets there the fastest wins and then that loser gets eliminated. Boom, you're done. You can switch cars uh, or you can take the car of the person that you just eliminated. It, it's wackiness, but it's it's hard. It's hard to win like a lot of battle royales. It's It's all... Just kind of some luck, some skill, and see if you can win. Doug hasn't won yet. He's placed second, but he's never won. So, and I've, I think I've only gone as high as 16th place. So that's, that's as high as I've gone with, with the Eliminator mode. There's a thing called Adventure. You got teams, and you go through a set of challenges. And, and that's, that's it. You know, for me, it was, I was the noob, but I won my first one with Doug, so that was pretty cool. You can challenge people one-on-one to races. When you when you on when you enable the online multiplayer, the open world will have other people in the game. You can't crash into them. You cannot. They will. If you get near them, they'll their car will turn transparent, but it'll indicate the. Uh, a button to press, and you can communicate with that person. You can challenge them to a race. You can ask them to join your convoy, which is essentially joining your team. And you can try out the in-game challenges co-op. So there's online co-op, which is great. Doug has helped me a lot with uh, beating some of the stuff in the game. Because he's a lot more skilled than I am. But it, it is... It is very extensive with regards to the online multiplayer. And it, that's another thing that keeps you coming back. It's, it's, it is a lifestyle game. There's a lot of people playing online in this game. Part of that is the Creative Hub. So the Creative Hub allows you to check out some people's uh, you, they, there's the photo modes. Some people will share the photos that they've taken in-game. But there's livery designs. So you can actually customize your own cars and put on your own designs for any vehicle in the game. Every single vehicle can have a custom design slapped on onto it. Onto it. So a lot of people have made great designs. There's a fantastic search function where you can search by make, you can search by model. You can also just type in a keyword and it'll look for what you're trying to find. And 
for the most part, chances are you will find something that you like, or you can design your own your own decals and stuff like that to put on your car. I have not tried it as of yet. I am a graphic designer, but I have not tried it as of yet. I might look into it. I just, I don't know how, and I might need to view an online tutorial to see how exactly you can do it. People have put in licensed visuals in the game, logos of different things, different pop culture stuff, video games. I mean, you can get a Mario car if you want in this game. So there's no, for the most part, there's no real restrictions. People have their favorite sports teams on there. Everything, everything's up there. Favorite colleges. So anime, you'll, you'll find it. You will find it. And yeah, it, it's great. It's, it's, it's another part of the thing that helps with your experience. I, for me, because there's different camera modes in the game, so you can see the you can see if the car from outside, a more backed up view of the car, the car from inside the interior with uh, you viewing your hands on the wheel, uh, a window cam and a bumper cam. I play with the window cam, so basically the hood cam. You see the top of the hood, and that's it. Uh, it's just kind of how I like to play my racing video games. I always like to see it from, for the most part, a first-person perspective if they have it available. So that's that's how I roll. Just It's just a personal preference, and this game has a lot of ways to help you with that personal preference. Yeah, some customization options in the menu. Like I said, I, I just want a nice, relaxing, easy experience. So put everything in easy mode, have the GPSs on, and you can even have like a, a guided driving system where it'll help you with braking and steering if you want to. I kind of, I removed that feature at the very least because there are some challenges where you need that removed because you will not beat them with those restrictions on because you just can't. You just can't. It's, it's, it's impossible. You have to get good and start learning how to drift and learning how to brake and learning which types of cars are better for certain missions. So there you go. Uh, the, the beauty of the game, as well as all the different missions, they, they really give you a taste of every of every vehicle. You can, if a lot of challenges forces you to mix and match. So you will discover a car that you really like and you might stick with it for a while, but maybe you do a new challenge, you get a new car and then it's like, oh, I got to try this one. This one actually handles a lot better for this. So people like off-roading a lot and they'll just do that and they'll have a set car that they really like for that and they'll customize it better. You can customize the tires and, and I don't know, some other stuff, make it heavier, make it lighter. There's 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 not as deep customization as you would find in a normal Forza game or a normal Gran Turismo, where it's a essentially a racing sim and you have a ton of those or or, or heck it, uh, maybe akin to an asphalt game like Asphalt Nine where there's customization with regards to that, but it's not the that one's more of a just upgrades that kind of upgrades your car and it's not really as deep as all oh, it just makes the car lighter that type of stuff that's a whole different story with regards to asphalt which i also like to play but it's this game uh, not compared is not as arcadey as an asphalt game uh, asphalt is basically more basically on the m- more arcade spectrum of the racing sim arcade spectrum I don't even know what I said there. That was weird. All right. This review is going on long. We're at 50 minutes almost. Okay. So we talked about online multiplayer. We talked about the visuals. We talked about the sound. Talked about the gameplay and the controls. All right. FGOJR. What, what, 
what what do I do? Well, you play this game. You play the game. Especially if you're a racing fan. If you like Need for Speed, if you like Gran Turismo, or if you like the regular Forza series, play this one. Play this one. If you like Burnout, play this game. Play this game, for sure. If you like Asphalt, play this game. Play this video game, alright? It's on Xbox Game Pass right now, as we speak. Get it on PC, get it on your Series X or S if you can find one of those two. Get it on an Xbox One. You'll have a good time, believe me. You will have a fantastic time. I'm for real. I am dead serious when I say that. I I can't recommend this game enough. And that's it, really. That's it for this review. I'm FGOGR. Find me. Find me on, on whatever. I'm on Twitter. I'm on YouTube. I'm on Facebook. I'm on... I'm on everything, really. Check out my other podcast. I got Sports Goose. I do sports podcasts with my friends. We talk about all types of stuff. International teams, football, hockey, baseball basketball, food, heck, even gaming. We talk about games and movies on there. Life in general sometimes. We're on there, and and we have a good time, and we hope you have a good time. We do the show live every week as well. So you can subscribe to my YouTube channel, and you'll see that I will have it posted as well. Or you can, the dedicated Sports Goose channel that's on there as well. So check that out. I've got a merch store, folks. I do some designs, my graphic design stuff. And when, when I feel like making something, I'll post it on the on the merch store. You can go and, and buy yourself some of my, my designs if you like them. If you like them. So I hope you'll you'll check those out. Maybe I might even do some stuff of the screenshots that I take from these games as well. I haven't even thought of that. I thought about it just, just now. So I've got a lot of designs, especially on my DeviantArt account. That you might like as well. So I might put those up too. So we will we will look at that. And man, Forza Horizon 4. Just get it, man. Just get it. I, I, I... Yeah. Bye-bye.